Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful here with a name you know. We haven't seen him here for a few years, but we're always glad to have him back. He's taking part in the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards that you can check out at sportskita.com slash wrestling hyphen awards. We definitely encourage you guys to check that out. They've got over 60,000 votes already and have a great panel that involves DDP, but also you're going to be able to see him just announced on Guardians of Justice, or just revealed rather. DDP, how are you? This is like, uh, if you ever told me, I'm going to be 66 in about five weeks. And if you ever told me in my mid to late 60s, I would be as crazy busy as I am with my DDPY fitness program. Uh, we literally started, um, we, we every year we start our, our $250,000 Positively Unstoppable Challenge, uh, which if you just go to PositivelyUnstoppable.com, you can get involved in that. Uh, March 1st, we start filming a new show called Change or Die. And that's going to be at the Accountability Crib, at the same place I had Jake staying with me yeah. in the resurrection. I was renting it out for years, but I took it back because we're bringing five people in and it's kind of like biggest loser meets um, the apprentice. Cause there's going to be challenges meets intervention. And some nice. people are going to know some of the people and other people, just regular people who are in there that, you know, don't have any celebrity or anything. Um, and it's unlike biggest loser where we're going to beat people up. We're literally going to help people find their way not just change their lives but on their lives and on this very same day that we start filming that show you just saw it the trailer to guardians of justice our netflix original uh is going to be up there called guardians of justice and it's a satire superhero very dark superhero deal but it's a little campy at times it's got eight different versions of 2D animation, 3D animation, and claymation. 
all worked into the story that um, who else is in it is uh, Johnny Hennigan, better known as Johnny Morrison. Uh, Johnny, Johnny is a real life superhero, you know, action star. I mean, Johnny can do anything, and um, he's really good uh, in this. And then there's some people. Um, like Derek Mears, who's played a bunch of different horror. Anybody in the horror genre knows who Derek Mears is. Um, Denise Richards is in it. And a woman who I love, um, she uh, she was, uh, her name escapes right now, Jane Seymour, who was uh, oh, yeah. she, uh, medicine. She's in her late 60s. She is still smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. Uh, but there's a lot of scenes between me and her, but we never really talked because it was all CGI stuff, you know? So she did her scene without me. I did my scenes without her. Uh, but uh, it's really neat. Um, we were at the Cannes International Series Festival, oh, nice. which I got to say, you know, uh, that's the most prestigious place that your, your film or your series can be put and, no other wrestler, even though the biggest star in the world is The Rock. <laughs> and I'm super proud of him because he's opened up so many doors because, you know, for a long time, wrestlers weren't seen as actors. What, seriously? <laughs> you know, we're actors. But, you know, to see what, what, what The Rock, Cena, Batista, they're all killing it. And I just hope to follow just a little bit behind those cats and, you know, hopefully this will turn into something that people really like. So you were he you were heavily featured in that trailer, and that was the first thing that, that stuck out to me was all the these different animation styles. Like that was, like I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because I looked at it and I said I've never seen anything produced quite like this before, and I, I was very happy to get a look at that uh, before we went on the air. That was that looks like like a lot of fun. I'm just getting back into like the comic superhero world type of stuff. I got dragged back in by by. Spider-Man and the success of that. So, I mean, right. like, you, you see that, and, and you're, again, heavily featured in the trailer. This is a, this is a long way from Ready to Rumble. This is, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it actually took us seven years to put this together because the guy who created his name is Adi Shankar. Yeah. And anybody who is a Castlevania fan from Netflix, and Castlevania was a you know, red-hot video game, that he turned into an anime, uh, you know, uh, series and has gotten two runs and you know got rave reviews and that's how we were we were literally started doing this me and Adi uh, for YouTube because he his um, his bootleg universe. Uh, do you remember the video that came out about eight years ago? That was um, it was the Power Rangers. Or, you know, um, R-rated version, and yes. it was on YouTube, and it blew up. Remember that? It blew up huge, and that was one of the first big things. Now, Adi has been the producer of uh, Walk Among the Tombstones with Liam Nielsen, The Gray uh, with Liam Nielsen, uh, Kill, Kill, Killing Them Softly with uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, he's been a huge producer in Hollywood as a young man, but he wasn't getting the voice that he wanted, yeah. you know? And so he said, I'm just going to do my own thing on YouTube. I was like, what? YouTube? Dude, you're like a big producer. He's like, 
I want to do my own thing. And so that was one of the first things he did was the Power Ranger. And then he did another one that was called Dirty Laundry. I was supposed to be in that. Uh, Thomas Jane was playing the Punisher. And um, I couldn't do it because I was doing something on the road. Um, but uh, Ron Perlman played this. Um, uh, he, he played a, a disabled veteran who was in the hood who ran a liquor store. And that was going to be my spot. But I, like I say, I couldn't do it. And uh, it's a hell of a video. man. It's, they're all shorts. And yeah. that's where Adi started to get his like control of blowing up these different videos. And this Guardians of Justice was originally supposed to be shorts. Sure. And then it looked so good. The stuff that we were doing was like, you know, let's make it a movie. And let's throw in all the fight scenes and blah, 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 blah. The fight scenes are like everything's set in 1987 in an alternate universe, and all of the video, all the fight scenes are like live video games. Like you know, remember the bars above the head in the yeah, 80s? of course, the health bars. Right. So when you're getting your ass kicked in some of the fights, you know that that you're gone, you're dead. Uh, but there's so many different types of animation that came into it, mainly because um, originally we had all these fight scenes. Now the, it's too long to be a movie. So, well, let's make it longer. And that's where they started, like the 30-minute, 25-minute you know, uh, episodes that they put up on Netflix now. And that's where binge-watching became a thing. So, uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. It was seven years to make, but it took me eight years to be an overnight success in wrestling. It took me eight years to be an overnight success with my DDPY fitness system, you know, and it took seven years for this to be made. So, you know, it's all, it's all about never give up, keep moving forward. And DDPY, I've mentioned this on the air a couple of times, it had a great impact on me. I mean, I had a severe neck injury from... MMA, I want to say about 12 years ago, and it got to the point I didn't get it fixed. And my wife was having to come home on her lunch break to help me out of bed. Like it was, it was tough to function yeah. a lot of days. And I remember I was like, I want to wrestle again. I want to compete again. I want to do grappling tournaments and pro wrestling matches again. And I started with, with DDPY. And that's when I started to get feeling back in, in two of my fingers. And then wow. I was, I was completely fine. And I remember, I, I don't know if you, you'll remember this, but it was like 2015. I, I emailed you my story and I worked for Wrestling Inc. And you were like, send this info to Steve. We're going to sponsor you guys for a while. And uh, I'll never forget that. And anytime anybody brings up DDP, awesome. I'm like, that's the kind of guy DDP is. And uh, it's, it's changed a lot of lives. And that has to feel great uh, beyond the massive success that it is. Just knowing how many lives that you've affected by this. You know, it's, it's like people ask me all the time, like, do you... You know, do you realize what you're doing? And I try not to really like even focus on that. It's more like I, I can't help myself. You know, <laughs> I I'll give you. I I would love to be able to read you something that I can't. I, it's on my phone. But I had a woman. I had a woman send me a uh, a cameo, and she said uh, in the cameo. She said, I'm just looking to see if my pad's over here. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, it's, not, it's not here. Uh, <laughs> it, it, on, on the uh, video, she on the uh, cameo, she wrote 600 pounds. Um, 
uh, like uh, I, I can't walk or stand for long periods of time. Tried DDPY, but really, you know, lost, losing motivation. Can someone really do this at my size? Um, I don't want to die alone in my bedroom at 42 years old. Could use a prayer or a kind word. Like, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I had to think about, like, how do I address that? Because every time, and I don't care, I always start up, it's me. It's yeah. the, you know, I'm going to give them the beginning part. But when I got to the end, which is about you know, 25 seconds in, I went, okay, that's not what this is about. Let's talk about where you're at. Let me read to you what you wrote. And, and I told her, I said, I do a thing called the list. It's on my app. It's the very first thing. You do the list, it'll change your life. Like, it won't just change your life. It'll literally help you own your life because you're going to educate yourself. You're going to reboot your brain. You're going to inspire yourself that you can really do this. And it's a little bit of work. It's like probably 12 hours of work of actually watching stuff and taking it in, the positivity. And I didn't want to give her all that, but I said, watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake and Relentless. They're both on Amazon Prime. When you see those two videos, you'll see who I really am, away from the wrestling character, et cetera. And I said, if you, if you do that, and you're really ready to put the work in, send your number to info at DDP Yoga. I feel she paid 130 bucks for the damn cameo. Like, I want to give her something back. She wrote me. She gave me her number. I put her onto my wife, Paige. And because when it's a woman, I, I always want my wife to start it out. Sure. I don't want to just, I'll reach out to people all the time for women. But if it's something like that, I, I want to make sure that Paige is involved. And uh, Paige is like, oh my God, you're not going to believe how amazing this woman's attitude is. I'm like, really? She's like, yes. She's like, she really feels like there's hope here. And the bottom line is Paige works out with her. She does the app. She did started with the chair workouts, like sitting in a chair, and now she's standing and sitting and standing and sitting, and now she can actually take a couple of steps, you know, and she wasn't 600. She was actually really, it took a while. She was over 500, but by the first time we weighed her, because she had to get a scale, and there's scales that are for up to 700 pounds now. That's, that's our world right now, especially in the United States. And uh, she was 492 pounds. And from that moment, she's down, like, uh, I think I want to say it's 59 pounds in the last uh, two and a half months. So uh, that's incredible. And, and Paige has been working with her. I work with her, talk to her, help her out. Um, and I can't, we can't help ourselves. You know, if, if someone's really putting the work in, and that's what change or die is really all about, it's about helping people reboot their brains. Like I got one kid who's coming in who is uh, 21, he's 5'5", five, five, and 486 pounds. Yeah. And yeah, then I got an older woman who's like 68, who's 100 pounds overweight. And I got a you know, beautiful Latino woman coming in and she's like 330 pounds. And then there's there's one person, I'm not going to say who he is until people see it, that's really going to have to lose his anyway, but he needs to get his head right. He needs to get his 
back on track. And, and then there's another guy who's just so beat up. He can't stand all the way up because he was a superstar athlete and he's, you know, big time overweight. So what we're going to do is teach them, you know, how to eat real food. And cause nobody teaches that. Yeah. People don't even know what real food is. We're going to teach them how to eat real food and we're going to show them how to make it. So it tastes great. And that's, that's part of the secret. And then just creating, you know, work ethic, you know, to get back on track. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really educational 12 week episode. And, uh, we're really looking forward to it. We've never done anything like this. So it's just another part of our journey, you know? Yeah. Another thing I'm looking forward to that I saw you were involved with the virtual basement wrestling game. I saw that you did some motion capture for that, uh, of late. They put the suit on you and all that stuff. What's that process like? Cause I mean, you've been in video games dating back to the nineties, but the right. process of creating them and being in them is so much different now. Man, you know, it's got your hands, you've got the gloves, you've got all the you know, pads all over you. And, you know, they get you moving and walking and circling and locking up. And, you know, the, you know, so it's literally you doing it, you know. And the guy, Ashton, it's called the Wrestle Code, right? Yes, that's the, the wrestling that's code. That's the name of the Wrestling Code. The Wrestling Code is one of the hottest like anticipated games yeah, to come is. out. And this is just a dude who has been in the, you know, the gaming industry for 15 years and loves wrestling. It's not some big company. Yeah. It's a, a guy named Ashton and he is so talented. He keeps putting out one guy after another. He did crowbar and crowbar is a really good friend of mine. I'm the one who helped him get his first break in WCW. And we, we talk all the time. He's helping a lot of people now too. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a great, he's a great para, you know, he's a, he's a personal, he's a, he's a uh, therapist. Yeah. He has his own company, his own business. And he, he has two brand new knees and he got them like three or four years ago at 38 years old or 39 years old. He used DDP yoga and he used some of the things he does in PT. He gets his ass all the way to the ground. I've never seen anybody do that who had their knees redone and he's wrestling all the time. You know, now he's got the gimmick uh, with the wine glass and, you know, his, his promos that he cuts and the wrestling code the wrestling code did like the video of him drinking the wine and you know and he's in he's in the suit and everything and then they skinned him it looks just like him yeah i mean it looks if you put him right next to it like it's really hard to see the difference that you can really tell but he's virtual and he cut this promo and it is really good so uh I mean, I've been watching what Ashton RBD turned me on to this originally. Yeah, and uh, this, this guy's this is gonna this is gonna rock because he doesn't compete with anybody, and so many of it, so like I'm in it and RBD's in it, and different guys who are no, no, notable like Crowbar and I think Kurt Angle's in it too. I'm there's, not sure. There's but, a ton of people that signed on, dozens and dozens. Yeah, but a lot of independent guys that you've never heard of, but people in that area, it'll help to build these guys and give these guys notice because they're doing all their own shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm really excited to see it come up. Like, there's another Army one that he's doing with me, too. RBD's in that game already, too, where you just <laughs> shoot them up and blow them up. Is, but, that, is uh, that the Mean Greens game? Yes, the Mean Greens played game. that. It's a lot of fun. That's his game, too. Yeah. And Ashton is a very talented, he's a very talented young man. And one of the things we're going to do when he comes back in April, we're going to, my, my wife, Paige, is uh, they're going to put her in the suit just so oh, they can God. see all her movements because we're going to do workouts. Oh, cool. As animation of these characters. And I want him to do Nighthawk, who is the Batman as Nighthawk in Guardians of Justice is if Batman got older than 40 <laughs> yeah. and Nighthawk is, you know, he's chiseled and he's grizzled and, you know, he's in his 60s and he drinks and he smokes he takes pills because he's in a lot of pain. <laughs> you know, he, he freaking, he, uh, he, he's got cancer, you know, he, he's, he's he, he has he knows how to save the world, you know, and he's going to kill for the greater good or whatever he needs to do. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's if, he, if Batman got older, you know, mm -hmm. that's pretty much what it would be like. Nighthawk, uh, my version of Nighthawk. So, uh, again, a reminder oh, to everybody. Wait, let me, let, me, let me finish. I forgot. That's why I brought that up. I'm going to get uh, Paige to do like, they're going to do like a Catwoman type thing. Sure. And at times, Nighthawk, and Catwoman will take you through a workout. Too. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah. So, so girl, call her. <laughs> a reminder, guys, check out those Sports Key to Wrestling Awards. We encourage you guys to do that. Now, this wasn't over the past year during the, the voting criteria, and I haven't talked to you since then on camera. You had a match in AEW. That's now been two years ago, and I was so Damn. excited to see that. Um, I I thoroughly enjoy MJF's work. I you know, obviously grew up watching DDP. Explain to me how that, how the the possibility of it even came up. Well, Cody is like my nephew. You know, like we're we're super close. He's even twelve years old. Yeah. And you know, when he went to AEW, and you know, and he, of course, it was him and the Young Bucks and Kenny that really put that whole eight you know, all in together, and where it went to. But um, and of course uh, Adam Adam uh, 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 Adam Page too. He was part of that group of guys that really put it together. Um, but Cody was the cat who really was booking at that time. All in was all his. He did it all from. I was there from the backstage to the production meetings to everything. And it was if he never got to do it again. He got to do what his old man did. But then it turned into something bigger than that. And then I find out that they're going to be on TNT. So I go over to him and I tell him, I said, listen, this is going to be on TNT. I, I got to do a match. I mean, I got, I got I to do, it. I got to get out there and do more. And, you know, we're, we're catching a buzz. We're drinking and having a few beers. And then the next day I call him back. I go, you know, dude, I think, because uh, I'm thinking about, the, my shoulders and my knees and my back and feel pretty good. But diamond cutters every time is on, on the shoulder, you know? And I said, I think I overshot my load last night. Let's just put that on the shelf. <laughs> and so I let it go for a couple of months and then it came down to January. Right. 
2000, I guess it would be 2020. Yeah, 2020. So I started thinking about this. Now, I I have, I wish I had my damn uh, video, uh, my, uh, my, let me run upstairs. Hold on. Sure. You had pause sure. Some, hold on a second. I'm right back. We're gonna we're just gonna leave this in because it's it's good stuff. It's entertaining stuff. Look look at let's look at his background. Look at how beautiful <laughs> that background is. They got some good artwork. Got some good, is that is that Clint Eastwood? That is Clint Eastwood in the background. Yes, that's Clint Eastwood. I'm running around the house looking for Amazing. I love that they could still hear us too. We've got Tim, Nash, and Waltman on the background. Just interviewed Sean Waltman. Made a big comeback while we're talking about comebacks. You got Ric Flair down there. A beautiful piece of artwork with Mick Foley as well. The centerpiece. Uh, yeah, and that 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 is Clint. I love of course, it. Of course, me and Stone Cold over here. Yeah. Uh, this is Bo Jackson over oh, here. You one of my favorite one? athletes of all time. I was just telling that story last night. Um Bo, could someone on Cameo had said, hey, we were at the Auburn game and the Auburn-Georgia game when you came and you got up on the stand and you threw up the diamond cutter sign because we kept yelling, DDP, DDP. We we're all throwing up the diamond cutter sign. Yeah. So I got up on the little stand, right, where the tiger is, right? Like the yes. mascot tiger, they're go tigers, right? And I threw up the diamond cutter sign. And it turned into a wave. Oh, that's cool. Around the place. And then Willie's like, oh, my God, diamond coming. I mean, uh, the Tiger's like, diamond coming, diamond coming. So I just grabbed him by the head, and I just kicked out. Boom. And it had been raining earlier today, and I didn't realize it. Oh, no. But, like, there was water down there. I got soaking wet. And now, you know, you know, I'm so jacked up at that point. You know, there's 70,000 people that are college kids, college fans, which are the greatest fans ever. Yeah. And uh, and then I hear in the background, oh, my God, this is so cool. DDP broke my tooth. He broke my tooth. The, the, the tiger, when I took, he had the head on and everything. Oh, no. So I must have came down and jacked his jaw. So uh, I began up breaking his tooth. But... Uh, I, I'm going upstairs, and I hear Bo Jackson wants to meet you. And on this picture here, Bo writes, uh, "Thank you, bro. Th- thank you. You made my kids' day and my evening. Thanks, and keep up the great work." Oh, I, I think I think he may be the greatest athlete of our lifetime. Like Bo Jackson, no, no question. Bo Jackson, no question. growing up. Imagine if he had gotten in a wrestling ring. My God. Oh, forget about Jesus. <laughs> he could do big- anything. He- the Bengals just finally broke the Bo Jackson curse. They had never won a playoff game since they injured him. <laughs> and they just finally broke it. Oh, my right. God. The Bo Jackson curse. That's awesome. 30, 30 years. So we were that, – that's incredible. We were talking about the AEW uh, re, the match. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. So, I mean, you tabled that for a while. So, yeah, so I tabled it. And I'm, I'm told, here it is. Here it is. So I, I tabled it. And, um, and then, um, you know, now it's coming into 2020. All right. This is why I brought this up. Why I ran and got this because this is crazy. Someone sends my brother-in-law, Paul, this clipping, I'm going to show you. And th- I wrestled when I was 23. Now, can you see that right there? Yes. Can you see where it says 
handsome Dallas Page. Oh my gosh. I'm second on the card. And I this is my second match ever, bro. That, Look up at the top. Which what year was that? 79. 79. So uh I'm thinking, man, I wrestled in the 70s. In 89, when I was working for Dusty Rhodes in Florida Championship Wrestling. I wrestled one day and it's on YouTube. You can yeah. find it. Me and Dick Slater. And I, I I'm making up shit as I go along. I know enough from watching and being a fan and plus being in the ring for three months back when I was a kid. So I wrestled once in the eighties. Of course I had the nineties. I had 2000. So 70, 80, 90, 2000. This would be, Tuesday, seven, seven, and in the 2010s, you did the rumbles, 10, right? So, so 70, 80, 91, and then the teens. I got the teens when I was in there. Now, if I get if I wrestle in 2020, I'll have six, six decades. decades that I've wrestled. So, so I gotta, I gotta ask you 2030, we're gonna see. Oh my god, <laughs> you know, I do have, I do have a vision of me. Hitting at least one diamond cutter at seventy. Yeah, you know I'm only I'm going to be sixty six April fifth, but you know that's something we'll see. I'll get past it, cross that bridge when I get there. But I told Cody, I said, man, I'll have six decades. I got to do it. And the big thing I really wanted to do, which which was in the promo that I was doing, you know, before MJF, who I love, uh, uh, came out. Um, you know, if you had told me 19 years ago that DDP would have been back on TNT with it. a company called AEW, I'd have to say you were smoking crack. You know, <laughs> uh, and you know it, it all came to fruition and it happened. And then Cody, you know, you know, I had been in the ring at that at that point, like in a match match. Diamond cutter is a different animal. Sure. I can do those standing on my head. My shoulder hates it now, but bottom line is I could do that anywhere, anytime. But to do a match and go in for a comeback and make it look good. And then he says, and then at the end, you go off the top rope. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I and love that, it. That, 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 bro, that, that is my last move ever as of right now, Sean. That's kind of crazy. You got some sturdy <laughs> boys there underneath you, though. Like the Butcher and the Blade, yeah. they are some stout fellas. Uh, the, you know, what, what's the name of the Butcher's band? Is it Every Day I Die? Uh, Every Time I is Die, the, which just, just went on hiatus, I, I believe, or just split up. So let me tell you what happened. Three years before that happened, so five years ago, one of my guys, Nathan Mallory, calls me up and he's like, hey, D, listen, um, I've got this guy. He's in this band every day I die. Um, every time I die? Every, what, yes, every time every, I die. Yeah, every time I die. And it's his band. His name's Andy. He's such a huge fan of yours. And he's also an independent wrestler. And, you know, he just would love to meet you. And I was like, yeah, bring him over. So I brought him in. I brought him down here. And just to give you a, a, a grander view of this, Sean, like this room is like, this is the war room, man. Oh, oh here it is. I got to pull this one. This is the war room. This has got, just to put it in scale, like. Uh, My God. 
this is like pictures and memories. Like this is the last Nitro ever with me and Nate and uh, Scotty and uh, uh, Double J. Yeah. Uh, and then just all the different, you know, uh, magazine covers. When I went in the Hall of That's Fame, incredible. my buddy Brian painted that for me with Dusty up in the clouds, you know, and then all the other memories and, the, you know, different different matches, being Goldberg, being Nash together. Nate hit me with a gut shot. <laughs> Yeah, and then you got all the, the action figures. figures. Yeah. You know, so it's like super, it's like like crazy memory. Then there's stuff that you'll never see anyone have, like this right here. This is just oh, a so sheet cool. of all the different cards that would come out. That is so cool. And I saw it at the office. I was like, I want that. I've been to Iraq <laughs> and Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq three different times in Afghanistan once. To see the boys over buddy, there, buddy. That sheet of cards is worth a lot now. Uh, trading cards are hot again, dude. And that one, there ain't nothing like that. I know it's a one this. of one. Look at this. This is a one of one. This is, uh, it's, I can't remember what country we were in, but we were a um, we were scratch card to win $30,000. Oh, wow. And look at like no one has that. Oh, they got, got Muhammad Ali doing the diamond cutter down there. That is incredible. Carl Malone Kentucky and Charlie Barkley. Pretty crazy, right? This that is me is and Jesse Ventura in my club back when, in the 80s when I first got into wrestling. So there's so many amazing memories here, man. That I love it. And just, you know, it's uh, anytime that, any of my buddies come in, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. That is incredible. <laughs> I appreciate you giving us that look at that because I saw that and I was like, if the, if we see that much, there's got to be more. There's definitely got to be more. I got to ask you: everywhere. Do you think you've had your last match? I really do. I really do. Only because you know I've I've done the stem stem cells three times now. Yeah. They're helping. Uh, I'm in like ridiculous shape, um, but I'm still sore, man. Sure. You know and. I just can't imagine because I know all my work was really between 35 and 49. Now I did other stuff after that, but it wasn't big stuff. Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine with these kids today, like what they're doing to their bodies. Like Darby Allen is one of my very good friends and he does the program, you know, five, six days a week is part of what he does. He's very serious about the maintenance of his body. But I was just down in this house. He's got a show that's coming out on TNT or TBS, one of them. And it's called Darby's Day Off. Mm -hmm. I was there as I watched him in a Jeep, a fuck a Jeep, build a ramp and jump over his house oh and God. crash into um and crash into these little trailers that you know, they, that they, you know, car, car, you know, the big trailers, they crash into it. I, that's what he does. And, you know, all the abuse that he puts on his body, God, I just can't imagine him and the Young Bucks and, the, you know, the Lucha Brothers. I mean, it's just, you know, it's all of them, you know, Brian Danielson. I mean, I think, I think Brian Danielson today is the very, I think he's the best in the world. He's incredible. I don't think any, I don't think anybody, and it's incredible 
you know, that they made him retire because, you know, the first time was because of, you know, the, the, the brain damage as sure. far as the, the concussions. And uh, I'm going to show you this. This is something I'm, I'm like, what, the reason why you see Brian back in, back in the, um, the ring again is because he, uh, he went into using a hyperbaric chamber. A hyperbaric chamber, when it gets over 12 PSI, yeah. and this one right here is 15 PSI. Every single morning when I wake up, I get in this. And what that is, is the chamber, it takes you to like 40 feet below sea level. Uh-huh. And then you're breathing in pure oxygen. Those two containers wow. on the end, they were, yeah. they're making oxygen. And that's because I, I, when he came back, the first thing I was, uh, I was at Mania. How'd you get back in here? I go, hyperbaric chamber, right? He said, yeah. He goes, how'd you know that? I go, dude, I've got one of my own, you know, because I want to take care of all the damage that yeah. I've done to my brain. You know, sure. my brain, I just, I just had everything tested. I had, I mean, like, I'm talking about MRI in my brain, like everything. And they said, my brain is normal for someone in their forties and I'm, I'm in my sixties. So, yeah. you know, that's all I need. I don't need above normal. I don't need. Oh, you you got know, great recall, like on on all this stuff. Your recall is incredible. And I'm talking to wrestlers who are 20, 30 that don't have the recall. Yeah, because they don't they don't they don't work their brain. I also take a thing called NAD, and it's a, it's an IV drip. And my wife and I do it twice a month. I was doing it over COVID, heavy COVID, every yeah. every week, and it's expensive. But it clears the fog in your brain, and it makes you so sharp, like it's unbelievable, man. And it's it's what you'll, you'll the long, the name's too long to pronounce, but NAD. It's really I'm, I'm doing whatever I need to do. My my wife and I, Paige, are writing um, uh, writing a book right now. We're just doing the outline right now, but it's going to be called The Secrets of Youth. And it's all the things that I do, but not just what I do. I want to interview people like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's one of my goals. Clint was with my and I'm, I'm my buddy Toby Keith. Will probably when I when I'm ready to talk to him, I'm hoping Toby will put a call in for me because uh, I saw Toby had put up this um, this thing about him and Clint. And uh, the story is they were out playing golf. And he says to Clint, this is about three or four years ago. He said, so Clint, what are you doing tomorrow? He says, it's my 88th birthday. He's like, really? He goes, what are you doing? He goes, starting another movie. He was <laughs> starting the starting production on The Mule. Yeah, it's a wild he movie. Goes, Just a great movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And he said, how do you do it? He said, when the old man comes knocking, don't let him in. And I thought that is one of my affirmations. When the old it. man comes knocking, I don't let him in. And I want to interview Clint. I want to interview Dolly Parton. I want to interview Jane Fonda. I want to interview people that are in their late 70s, 80s, 90s who are still living an unbelievable life. I would love to 
um, God, I, his name, uh, Norman Lear. I would kill to interview Norman Lear, who's 99 right now. And I met him when he was 80, I guess he was 87. And when I talked to that cat, because I was in there with a buddy of mine, because he was, he had had a green light, he had a green lit move, uh, series done for, for HBO. It was green lit. It was about wrestling in the 70s. Oh, and cool. they were talking to me about being like the mentor, kind of like I am with Cody, you know, like that for the guy who runs the Federation for the younger kid whose father died and now he's got this federation and it was set in the seventies. So you could do or say anything. Yeah. Right. And so, um, it's, I, I met with him. He, he walks in and he's in this like shirt and jeans and he's got this little bolo hat. I mean, he was, the, he was hip as shit. If he was 45, yeah. but he wasn't, he's 87. And the night before, he was at this um, this um, club because he wanted to see this band. He got home at one in the morning, you know. And now he's ninety nine, and he's still like so lucid and so amazing. I would really kill the friggin' interview him, but I don't know if I'll get a chance to do that one. But that's my goal: is to share all of the knowledge of holding back the hands of time. But it's work, you know. It's yeah. work. You mentioned uh, Cody. I mean, we've been all over the story about him leaving AEW. What did you think about that? Like, how have you felt about that? I know you're, you remain pretty close to him. I mean, that's a pretty wild situation to the point to where the day before I broke the news that Steve Austin was returning to wrestling and Cody Rhodes' story swallowed that. Like, all due respect to Steve Austin, everybody was talking about Cody. Well, for starters, there's no way Steve's going to get in the ring and actually wrestle. <laughs> and the only reason why, because if his neck wasn't, you know, you know, it's good, but it's, sure. you can't afford any bumps, you know. And he may show up, hit a couple stunners, kick way and he'll stunner. pay for that. And, and he'll pay for that just like I would. You know what I mean? You pay for that. Because when you get over 40, trust me, and really over 30, Every time you get in that ring, you leave a piece of your body in the ring. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Um, but before it went crazy and and broke, you know, that Cody was, you know, doing what he was doing, he called me two days before. He said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. But I can only tell you so much. But I know if I don't call you and tell me, tell you you're gonna want to kill me <laughs> you'll be so pissed off so i i have to call and tell you that i love tony khan he's a great guy he loves me but we're gonna move and you know we're gonna we're gonna split up and and i'm gonna go off and do something else and i can't tell you about what it is right now sure. but i promise that at, you know at some point i will and you know and so you know i I don't, I don't want to know sometimes, you know what I mean? I want to be surprised. I gave him all of my viewpoints on everything. I don't know if you're doing this. I don't know if you're doing that. I don't know if you're doing this, but I gave him my viewpoints. And then Cody's a man. He's a very successful. I mean, when he left the WWE, he knew they were never 
going to give him the opportunity to be the guy yeah. or even the top five guys. He was never going to get that opportunity. So the only way that you prove them wrong is to leave and then do like I had to leave WCW because I was a chop guy and I tore my rotator cuff and I knew they were going to let me go. But before they did, I told Bill Watts, don't even think I'm not even going to ask you for any kind of a deal. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still injured and I'm going to come back and I'm going to, you know, I, I got Jake Robertson, you know, he's taking me under his wing and Dusty Rhodes is taking me under his wing. And, you know, I'm going to, a year from now, you're going to, you're going to want me back. And Bill wasn't there by the time I got back, yeah. but Eric was in charge, but I saw Bill when he got inducted into the hall of fame. And when he saw me, he came out, DDP gave me a huge hug uh, man, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. You were so smart to leave. Well, that's what Cody did. And I wasn't leaving any money. Yeah. Cody left. And I don't know exactly, but I know someone in that spot in WWE at that time, they're making about 400, 500,000 a year. Yeah. And he walked away from that. His wife walked away from her deal and they went off to do something that changed the world. You know, it changed the wrestling world. And I was there for pretty much all of it because I, I loved what the young bucks were doing with their little goofy thing that they were doing Being on the YouTube. Elite. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and wrestling fans loved it. I said, I want to do something different for you. We've got this whole production company. Let us do stuff for you. It costs you nothing. Yeah. You know, now, if you ever get picked up, you ever get a real guy and there's someone going to come in and turns into a real company. Someone's paying, you know, yeah. and I'll give them the brother-in-law price, the nephew price. <laughs> but that's how it went. And we all know what happened. And I got to be honest, I'm like blown away. I'm, I'm still kind of blown away that Tony would have let it happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I, I, don't know. I haven't talked to Tony, but he's, um, I, I, whenever I text him, he's, he's such, I mean, he's not your average billionaire. He's a great human being. And I, I, I've never, because I didn't want to get involved what was happening with Cody. It's his own thing. But, you know, at some point, when me and him talk, I was be like, wow, I just can't believe you let him go. You know, because, I mean, you're, got, you are, you're the two guys who really made it happen. Your, your, your money, your vision, your connections, and what he put on his back and carried for that year to get it to where it was that he wanted it. And all in was really like a, uh, when they do a pilot, that's what it was like. Yes, it was. You know? But I was, I was there and Cody was running everything. You know, the other, you know, EPs, they were having fun, you know, and they weren't, they weren't doing that. They had, they had things to do and things to say as it became a company. But in the beginning, Cody was just having a lot of fun. Like, I'm getting to do what my dad did. Yeah. You know? And working in a big match. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, you know, to me, uh, whatever he does, I wish him the best. And I hope that, you know, I helped him with some of my insights, yeah. you know, to help him direct them. But he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Have you reached any like toy or video game deals with AEW? Because I know they got a video game coming up, and it there, would. Yeah, I was supposed to get a damn both, and I, it never came to fruition. And I was supposed to get both, <laughs> but 
whatever. You know? Because it makes sense to me year. with the people they have around. Like, there's you and Tully and Taz. Like, why wouldn't they do, like, a toy line, like a Legends toy line, too? Because yeah. those are wildly successful right now. I'll tell you what's going to be really big. Greg Ganya. Greg is, you know, from the legendary Ganya family, course, yeah. Vern Ganya from the AWA. Greg is the first guy to ever give me a break. He's the one who brought me in to, to, to AWA, mainly because I got to tell you this story. This is so funny. How Diamond Dallas Page becomes, it, it starts in my nightclub, and we're all yeah. just talking smack about wrestling, and it comes out, you know. And I literally come up with the idea, you know, drinking, getting drunk, drunk after after hours. And Diamond Dallas Page comes out of Handsome Dallas Page. And, you know, I'm too old to be a a wrestler. I'm 31, you know, but I can be a manager. I can have the Jimmy Hart's got the Hart Foundation. I can have the Diamond Exchange, you know, and woo, shot, shot, drink, drink. And then I said, I'll never forget it. I said, you know, there's not a lot of good looking women in wrestling. And there wasn't at that time. Now, Miss Elizabeth was, but she was girl next door beautiful, you know? I said, what if I had a whole stable of the ladies and I called them diamond dolls and they they were stripper hot? And my buddy Smokey goes, oh, that'll be a stretch. Ooh, shot, (laughs) shot, drink, drink. and, And this is a lesson I tell everybody. If you come up with an idea, even if it's a fantasy idea, write it down. Like, just don't think it, ink it. So I'm writing this on my blotter pad, right? And at the end of it, we're getting ready to leave. It's probably 4 o'clock in the morning. And I go, you know, wouldn't this be a trip? Diamond Dallas Page, he's got the Diamond Exchange. His wrestlers you know, are from the Diamond Exchange, and he's got the Diamond Dolls. I go, that's B-A-double-D bad. I looked around and go, did I steal that from somebody? And I go, no, I made that shit up, and I wrote it down. So... They're doing an, uh, um, I get a call a week or so later, and they're doing a story on The Voice. Because in this nightclub, it's a big-ass nightclub, like holds a thousand people. First place I ever met Jake, in this club. And it was before this had happened, meeting Jake. Because uh, that's what really got me going. Yeah. You know, and thinking, I mean, and Jake told everybody, so a lot of the boys were coming in. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. And the Bushwhackers were there. And this is a picture that Luke put up on oh, his lovely. Facebook. Look, look at that head of hair on all of us there, right? What Was that natural? Were those curls natural? No, they were. They were. I love the hair scoops, man. Hair. So <laughs> this, this is me and Ted at 3.30 in the morning. Amazing. down. <laughs> so... So I might throw into my commercials, ooh, yeah, don't miss it, hot legs, $1,000, cash and prices, ooh, yeah. I might just throw that in the middle shit, you know? And um, it was one of those things that now this party news network wants to do a story on me, and they do this story on The Voice, and they film me in my 62-pick Cadillac. They film me, they film me uh, at the studio. I'm wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. That's how big a fan I am, right? And they get me in my office and they say, at that time, they say, where does the voice come from? And Sean, I look down and I see some white sunglasses there, right? And it's right next to what I, what I wrote. 
If the sunglasses aren't there, I don't know if I'd do it, but they were there. And I put them on, and I went, the voice comes from Diamond Ellis Page, Daddy, blah, 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 blah. And the, the real, really crazy part is a, a radio guy calls me up and wants me to do the show, and I'm like, I don't really do it. It's all in my head. And, you know, so bottom line is I do that. I do it with Captain Lou Albano. I do it with Sergeant Slaughter. And my buddy Smitty, who's the radio guy, is like, you got to do something with this. So he gives me the, an, um, the name and the address of a guy named Rob Russin. And I sent him a video. And this is pictures from that day. Oh, so cool. Me and all these guys I wrestle. I brought this guy in, Captain Jack, who's a radio jack with great pipes. And we just acted like I was already doing this shit. Yeah. And I get a call two weeks later and they're like, um, Diamond Dallas Page. I'm like, uh, yeah. They're like, oh, we want to bring you and your boys into, into Vegas for a tryout. You know, we like your shtick, but, you know, I've shown it around the office. Everybody likes your shtick. He goes, but no one's ever heard of you. Where are you guys working at? Well, uh, Rob, none of those guys can actually wrestle. <laughs> like, what? Oh, uh, you know, so don't call us. We'll call you to hang up. And then Paul Heyman, back then, Paul Lee Dangerously, left the AWA, went to the NWA, left a huge void for a young guy to talk, and Greg Ganya brings me in. So Greg, and this brought, brought me to the story, Greg um, has started a toy line. And he's got all the old legends, man. I feel From like I might have families. seen. I feel like I might have seen some concepts. Is DiBiase in that one? He, I, he, I, I would think he would be. Yeah. But I'm not positive because I don't know what his what his deal is about with the legends deal. But um, you know, they're gonna put together families yeah. like uh, the Roberts family, like yeah. all of his, like Jake's brother and sister both wrestled too you know uh she was robin and he was uh sam houston and uh put that that with his dad all four of them together in a package they'll probably do me and kimberly together i just see separately sorry to interrupt it is the ones that i just i just saw i looked it up they're unreal they are unbelievable looking they're styled like um the old Remco or AWA figures—they look unbelievable. They are—they're beautiful. They really look great. And 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 Greg, it's so funny because Greg was one of the people who early on in my wrestling—not managing, but wrestling career—had, you know, I had asked—I was—he was one of the trainers down there at one point in WCW, and I said to him, I said, how. Uh, I said, um, you don't think I got it, do you? <laughs> I just came out and said, he goes, nope, I don't. And bottom line is, it was something, because I said, I said, what do you don't think I have? And the one thing he said was charisma, and I just spit my beer out. <laughs> I go, I know you hate me. And I didn't dislike Greg ever. I always liked him, even when he said that. But what he did was he lit a fire under me that no one could like he was really the first because he gave me my first break ever yeah and he's like diamond i like you he goes i just don't think you got it and again like it lit that fire in me and for, I, I talk about it for years and then 
I was one of the very few guys who was at Gene Okerlund's funeral. I thought that would have been a who's who. Of course. But I was the only one from my era, generation that was there. Craig was there. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Brian Blair was there. Um, and Brian's partner was there. Uh, a couple of the office guys from WWE were there, but none of the boys. I was blown away. But Greg walked up to me and he put his hand out. Of course, I shook his hand. He pulled it in me. He said, I want to apologize to you. He said, I, 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 was, I wasn't wrong about many, but I was wrong about you, man. He goes, I'm so proud of you. He goes, because he gave me my first break. And I was like, oh, man, thank you so much. And, and I said, and, and he goes, I really want to apologize again. I'm like, Craig, no, bro. Like, again, you lit a fire under me that I don't... I don't know if anybody could have done it as good as you. And you were that person for me that really gave it to me. And I just hugged him because I loved him, you know? And, yeah. and it really, when you have someone come back and they're really serious and they apologize on something that he didn't really even need to, sure. you know, because I would have been, to me, that would walk. He helped me. And then, you know, we just started doing, talking together. And we came, you know, I consider him one of my good buddies today. And we're going to do something. Matter of fact, we're doing something together. Besides this, um, there's a new concept that the uh, that the guys from the dark side of wrestling yeah. are, have come up with, and it's a new show that's going to be coming out. And it's going to be, uh, it's more of the lighter side of wrestling, mm -hmm. and it's going into territories that um, that uh, like the AWA. And of course, like Brian, Brian Blair will be a part of it, I'm sure. And of course, Greg is going to be part of it. Yeah. No, he was the AWA. Um, <clears throat> but there's going to be a couple of the guys there, and I'm going to be like the moderator because I was cool. there too, just at you know at the end of it. But I was still a part of it, you know. And that was my whole beginning. But when he brought me this idea um, about the action figures. I was like, dude, awesome. I'm, whatever you need me to do, I'm there. And uh, yeah, when I saw what they were doing, the, the work, as you can see, is really amazing. So we had mentioned the toys. Did you ever think that having taped ribs would be such a marketing and merchandising tool? <laughs> Video games, I'm, toys, ever, all kinds of stuff. You know, it's funny because uh, I literally was pissing blood for 13 out of 15 weeks and it was because randy was dropping that elbow across yeah. me and you know he lands right on your on your ribs and i was like randy can you just land a little lower and land on my stomach and uh you know that night it was a that was a pay-per-view with uh the second one he was going to go over and where, where scott hall randy hit me with the belt Scott gave me his finish, and then Randy came off the top and gave me, and he landed on my face that time. And if you see it at the, they were screaming like "Go home, go home!" Because when you get to three hours in one second, it's the next program. So if you're not done, like Goldberg in my match at Halloween Havoc, because Hulk. And Warrior went like 40 minutes. So it ate up all our time. When we got out there for at, for um, for um, uh, to lock up, yeah, 
it went to three hours and a third of the country didn't see it. That's why I played on Nitro the next night. Yeah. So on that match with Randy, you'll see Scott finally raise Randy's hand and I go to sit up and I lay back down and it goes to black. Next thing I know, I'm walking backstage. And I say to my wife, Kimberly, I go, I stop, I look down, I go, did I just wrestle? She's like, what? Oh, no. I go, is it Nitro? Did I just wrestle? She goes, stop it, Paige, you're scaring me. I go, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Like, what, what happened? You know, what, what, is that, am I wrestling? What's happened? She goes, no, 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 it's the Great American Bash. You just wrestled Randy Savage. Oh, God, what happened? What I did, I sat up again, like the Undertaker. Came to my feet. They're facing that way. I come to my feet behind them. They turn around and see me as I'm stepping back, and I fall through the ropes to the floor and give them both the finger and walk down the aisle. And here we are. And I'm like, oh, no. I mean, that's like fighting in the backwards. You know, like, you don't do that. I'd be like John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> all going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and you pull a Tony Montana. And you come out with Scarface. Ah, you can't kill me, you know. <laughs> he could do that. He was a star. But you get shot, you go down and you die. And you take three, you take a belt and two finishes, especially those finishes. Yeah. You don't get up. You know, but they they kicked that door in, man, and I had a table in front of me, <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember anything. I was knocked out, and they were like, I go, do you really think I would do that? I go, and I threw the table. I go, let's go. I didn't. I mean, you knocked me out. Then they they walked out, and the next day, boy, my face like a chipmunk, man. So uh, as we got a couple more before we wrap up again, reminder, Sports Kita Wrestling Awards and, of course, Guardians of Justice. I know you see the tweets. Everybody assumes Dallas Page, Hangman Page, Ethan Page. They're one big happy family. Are, are you willing to embrace them as your family? Um, I would love to do it. I think it would be fun. You know, I think it would be fun. Well, Hangman... Kind of looks like he could be my kid. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, he's more handsome than I am, but <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never not been with a gorgeous woman, so she would have the uh, the upper hand for that. And and I love his work. And Ethan Page is he's badass as well, yeah. man. There's a lot of great talent out there today. I was so thankful that the AEW came around just to be able to spark wrestling fans like the. My favorite, my favorite fans are the AEW fans. They are so Rabbit. passionate. Yeah. It's like it's it's like it's like it was in 1997. 1997 and 1998 was a hell of a time to be in WCW, man. Because the fans were crazy. They were so white hot, man. And uh, as we do wrap up, I've got to do some diamond cutter talk with you. That and the D and the DDT are my two favorite finishers of all time. My two favorite moves of all time. 
today, are you still, like, when you watch wrestling, are you still, like, dreaming up, like, I could hit it from there, I could do it from there? Because you have to be a creative person to be a pro wrestler. Nobody gets into pro wrestling without being creative. And if you do, you don't last long. So I'm sure that sticks with you as well. Well, you know, I love to watch what these kids come up with. I don't try to come up with anything new anymore. I love what what Cody and Sammy Guevara. I always screwed up Guevara. That kid's so talented. That cutter. I'm a little pissed off at him right now because I texted him twice and I called him. He never called me back. (laughs) Um, All I wanted to say was congratulations, dude. That was, there was so much room for failure on that move. Yes. Like when he's got his hands on the chair, I mean, on the other table, he's on the ropes, he springs to the top. If he doesn't exactly square, he's on a rubber mat. The table does this. I mean, the, uh, the the ladder does this. It's gone, and he goes straight down and maybe breaks his neck. But he didn't. Because Sammy is, and I know this is the first time I ever watched him work, he's like a surfer that surfs 30-foot 30, 30 waves. Like, he has zero fear. And he knows he's going to connect. There's never an element of doubt in him going, oh, my God, what if I screw this up? You're, you're toast, <laughs> you know? And Cody, who's waiting for it, who bellied out for him, like, that's body control at a different level, but yes. mind control. Because you want to bring your legs down first. You don't want to, you don't want, you, you, you think you don't want to anyway. You know, all that impact on your body coming down. There's someone who did a, I don't think it's a meme, but it's that kind of thing where they change what happens and they hit in all the rubble yeah. and the smoke flew up. That was amazing. Um, but Sammy is is such a great talent. And I want you to go back. There's a couple of things I want to say about Cody Rhodes. Uh, I want you to go back and I want you to look at the guys, and let's just take the top guys. The top guys, you you know who they are. Yeah. How many of them made a wrestler the way Cody made Darby Allen? No one knew who Darby Allen is. He went 20-minute Broadway with him. Okay? Yeah. Made MJF. They didn't even want MJF in there. He believed in him. He brought him in. Sammy Guevara, Guevara, friggin' on the way out. He don't even know he's leaving then yet. He don't know he's leaving yet. But there, putting him over, he puts everybody over. You know? Now, if he does end up in WWE, if that does happen, they need to put his ass over strong. Yeah. Then yeah. he can do whatever you want him to do. But you need to put him over strong. If he's coming in there, he needs to come over with an impact. And again, I don't know if he's going to go there or not, where it's at, or what he's doing. But hopefully that is something that is going to be done. But, um, you know, what he did that for that company and how the, the, the company was made on the Rhodes-Rhodes match. Mm. The match that's such at, a good uh, match. 
double or nothing. It was a double or nothing, right. Yeah. That was the match of the decade because there's been a lot of great matches. And Brian Danielson has had some unbelievable matches with Hangman and with uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, just unstoppable, unbelievable matches. Um, like I said, I think he's the best in the world right now. But when you got to look at like the guys that come in and they got to be made, well, the other guys have to make the other guys, but you still got to protect yourself. Yeah. And Cody coming in needs to be made. If he just, if he ends up, if he ends up going there, you know, then hopefully they'll, uh, that will be handled like that because you want to make them, yeah. you know, because he's already, he makes everybody. He goes out there and, and busts his chops. And I loved, again, not absolutely positive it was going to happen at the time, but the whole talking about punk and the pipe bomb, you know, and talk, he talked about all the things that Cody did. Yes. I Think mean, that, that was, that, that was the, the basis of Cody's last big promo was that punk talked about all this stuff. He did all this stuff. And I thought that was, that <laughs> aged very well. You know? <laughs> And I'm a big punk fan. I think what he, I, I love his promos. I love his work, uh, especially now. I like it more now than I did back then. Yeah. Because now being older, he takes more time. He has more story to it. Uh, more, more Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really love his work right now. I love what him and MJF did, you know? It was great. Um, but again, it was Cody Rhodes who did, um, did the real work on that end and made it happen. And for him to walk away, boy, it shocked me even when he told me. I was like, really? <laughs> that, I mean, I okay. was I was definitely shocked when I found out. I was I was surprised. Uh, and to go back to the diamond cutter quickly before we, we go, we, we've heard that maybe Randy had asked for permission uh, to use it. Has anybody else? No. Oh, so he didn't. But- he didn't. I called him. Oh, he didn't even remember this because he was going through surgery at the time. Because we talked about it years later. Like, I, I told him I wanted them to use it. You know, to me, to me, pound for pound, the look, the size, the work, I think bringing Randy Orton may be, you know, you got to give Flair the best of all time because he had 30 your run Randy ain't anywhere near done or he'll take some time off yeah he'll come back um I think he may be he's like top five man like of guys who did our business from 22 the youngest world champion so he's in his 40s now yeah to had a run of 20 years on top like the guys who get that shit Rhodes Dusty Rhodes Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, uh, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, um, Randy Orton now, 20 years in. I want to say Nash had 20 years too, as well, him and Scott. Because let's see, they worked from 96 to uh, Two thousand yeah, so maybe not well, twenty, but close. Yeah, and Scott, close. Scott was around yeah. years before Kevin was even. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and Scott was, it was, it took, all he needed was the break and the find the character. Yeah. And the character came out of this guy right here. This is the guy he came. That's where Razor Ramon was born right there as the diamond stud. And, and in my 62 pink cat 62 pink Cadillac convertible, uh, we drove up and down the roads between Atlanta and Macon and Anderson, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Like we drove and drove, and Scott smoked pot. He didn't even drink back then. He smoked pot, and he did Scarface. He impersonated Scarface yeah. the whole time because he loved the movie and loved the character. And then when he went up to the WWF, now WWE, when he went up there, they wanted him to be like. Uh, like an army guy. Yeah, I remember hearing that. And he he was like, how about, what about this? And then he just did it. He turned into Chico, you know, and uh, Razor. And uh, Razor was born, man. And what a run. You know, when he came back in, you're like, with that job, like Diamond Stud, his wife was pregnant with Cody at the time, his son, Cody. And uh, he was just, you know, looking for a job. And I'm the one who made it happen for him. Created that look, everything. And that's one of the big reasons why he helped me when I dropped him in the NWO, because that was my idea. One of the best diamond cutters ever. One of the best. (laughs) No one saw it coming. And that's the beauty of those. That one would be up there with when I did La Parca. Oh, and that was so good. first day to him, and nobody knew. You know, again, people want to be surprised. You know, especially when you're young, you got all that energy, you love wrestling. When I hit shit like that, if you were laying on your living room floor, you jumped off the floor screaming. Like, oh, my God. You know, I know, because I was that kid. You know, one of the compliments that you talk about the DDT and uh, and, and uh, the diamond cutter, when Jake, you know, we, we met in my nightclub in 87. We would see each other a couple times there. He knew who I was because I didn't, he never paid for a drink in my club or any of the boys. And when I got to wrestling, when he came to WCW, it was 91, late 91 or 92. And he came to the power plant. I hadn't seen him in five years. And I hear, Paige, is that you? And I turn around, Jake. He goes, <laughs> man, I thought that was you. And uh, for us to, you know, 92, to get together and him pull me and take me under his wing. And then when I told him I wrote there a cuff, he had left because Bill Watts killed his deal. And uh, he called me his check on me and him and his old lady were split up. So I had to move in with me for three months 
till he lost the black cobra in my house <laughs> then he had to go but uh we, we never lost contact with each other and he would watch all my tapes and all my matches and critique them and he made me and to figure it out but he was there to you know to really lay that hand on me and and i didn't see him in about nine months or so or talk to him and january of 97 i got a call and when i pick up the phone all i heard was congratulations i'm like jake yeah congratulations for what reinventing the ddt Oh, I love it. So, yeah, when you when you when your mentor, wrestling mentor, says you just reinvented the hottest move of the '80s and made it the hottest move of the '90s, <laughs> 2000 and in 2020, Sammy hitting that thing off the ladder, you know, best spot of the match. Just, you know, it's 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 still the hottest move. Everybody. Use it for high spots. But when you hit something like that, that's the finish. If I hit it anywhere, that's the finish. Yeah. <laughs> the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards and, of course, Guardians of Justice. Make sure you guys check that out. DDP, you've been so generous with your time. I could talk to you all day about wrestling. Uh, let the people know uh, where they can find you or, or where else they can uh, check out what you're doing. Well, if you came in late, you know, uh, Check out. I'd uh, really love to hear what you guys think about it. Uh, Guardians of Justice, it starts March 1st. You'll be able to go there. The trailer that's up there is not the trailer that you got to watch because they have to put it in like 100 different languages sure. you know, when they put it up there. But the, it'll be up there soon. The uh, uh, the trailer that, that Sean got to see, the one that's really cool. But if you can guys go by there and check it out and watch a couple episodes and see if it's pulls you in and come by uh, my page and let me know, man, on Twitter at real DDP uh, on Instagram at diamond Dallas page. And of course my Facebook, uh, just diamond Dallas page athlete page. And uh, if you want to check out DDP yoga, <clears throat> go and check it out. And uh, you got seven days free on the app, man. So you don't even, you don't have to pay for anything. You decide to keep it. So uh, you can't get better now. No, you can't. I can tell you um, DDPY has helped me in my life. I mean, it, it gave me a quality of life again. So definitely check that out, guys. DDP, thank you so much. Until next time, guys, we're out. DDP dropping all kinds of big news in that interview from uh, the Cody stuff to the Darby tidbit that he just kind of mentioned to uh, the fact that he's not going to wrestle again, or at least as far as he knows, he's not going to wrestle again. you got to feel safe in the ring. But you don't just have to feel safe in the ring. You have to feel safe when you're doing those clickety-clacks, right? Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful gets you there. You can change your virtual location with just one click with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So if you're here in the States... You click it one time. You say, you know what? I want to browse from the UK. Well, you know what? You're eligible for those UK subscription services over there as well that will end up paying for NordVPN in itself based on how much money you save compared to buying uh, American pay-per-views. Or you can subscribe to Netflix from another country. Uh, Their prices keep going up. 
here at least. But if you subscribe, uh, say, from Argentina, you're going to save an awful lot of money with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Not only that, it's the fastest VPN in the world. It's available on all your devices. So whether it be your phone, your desktop, your laptop. I don't have my laptop here with me. It's downstairs, but you know what? Nord's on it too. My TV right back there, nordvpn.com slash Fightful's on it too. Not only that, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, hit them up. Let them know. They'll give you your money back. There's nothing to lose here, and it's one of those few things you can subscribe to, one of those few things you can purchase, and it will end up paying for itself. Get a great deal plus an additional month free at nordvpn.com slash Fightful. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.